Well, I, I don't know. I, I I thought that Andrew was recording already, <laughs> oh. and I thought that was going to be our intro with him saying we're talking about wheels in the woods in the background there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. We kind of get Andrew on the we, intro. We can for try once. it again. Andrew, yell it really, really loud and go. Andrew doesn't talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, episode 70. 70. 70. 70. Allison, 70. Uh, we are going to talk today about Wheels in the Woods, which legitimately Wheels in the Woods is over now. This is true. This is true. We, well, not over, over, but you know what it I mean? It already the, happened. The, the event already <laughs> happened. Uh, is, is that what you want to talk about today? I mean, I guess we can talk about it. I, I I'm excited we get to talk a about big it. Philosophical, deep discussion about. I don't know the quality of beer and its life enhancement properties, but we can talk about wheels in the woods. Personally, too, to me, that. I think that's more of a whiskey thing. But let's talk about true, wheels true. in the woods. Yeah, we'll save that for the after show. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. So it was a good event. I know a couple people down the last minute repairs on things. Me, personally, I was doing a test drive on Pegasus at 2.30 in the morning. Um, technically the day of the event and had to be there at eight 30. So I, that I, went well. <laughs> I didn't believe you were going to actually be there. Well, I not be there at the event, there. but I did not believe that, uh, Pegasus was going to be there. Well, it's first, it's the first time you've had Pegasus there, isn't it? No, I had her there last year. Did you? Yeah. I remember I had all the four by four fixed and everything. I finished the exhaust stack like two days before the show. I... Vaguely remember that. May yeah, I, it was for some there. reason I thought you weren't there last year with Pegasus. I, got three I thought I thought you last drove year. like your dad's Jeep or something last year. No, not that blasphemy. <laughs> well, it still would have been a Jeep, but uh, yeah, yeah, and four wheel drive. Okay, so before we get too confusing, <laughs> I think most of our listeners at this point, unless this happens to be the very first show you've ever listened to, in which case, welcome to Wheeling. Yeah, welcome to Wheeling. We are talking about. The annual fundraiser event for the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, which John and I and producer Andrew, we all sit on the, uh, well, they sit on the board. I'm the executive director. We are all involved very heavily with the museum, which is now in existence three years, three and a half years, the museum. That long already? Yeah, it's been a while. And we started a fundraiser event. In fact, I think our first Wheels in the Woods was actually technically before the museum was open to the public. I don't remember on that. I, I was at a wedding that year and couldn't make the event. I, th- I think, because I know we opened in December of 18, and our first Wheels in the Woods would have been October yeah. of 18. So, yes. Yep. So, it was a fundraiser event, which wow. uh, we've been doing this. This is our third year. No, and this will be a second year. No, th- this was our third year. Oh, right, 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 right. No. It was your second year being there. but Yeah, I'm not so good at the math. Well, that's all right. Uh, so we ended up... Oh, wait, I got a good joke for you on note of math. Okay. Why was six afraid of seven? Seven, eight, nine. But why did seven, eight, nine? I have no idea. Because you have to have three square meals a day. Oh my God, that's so bad. <laughs> Worst dad joke yet. I'm sorry, folks. I'm done with the jokes today. <laughs> the So Wheels in the Woods, Wheels in the Woods, uh, it is, like I said, our annual event. We did our. This is our third one we've done. 
And the first two years, the event was open for four-wheel drive and off-road vehicles only. Now, we were pretty loose about that, so we did have things like sand rails and, well, that's an off-road vehicle. We invited bikes, we invited ATVs, UTVs. Uh, we used to jokingly say, bring your boat, it's an off-road vehicle. <laughs> we have not yet had a boat. Um, it might happen. That. I'm going to remember that next year. Bring one. Put one <laughs> behind Pegasus. Yeah. But this last year, because of COVID and all the things that were going on, uh, the board decided that we were going to open it up because in Michigan, which is where the museum is, we're in Clay Township, Michigan, uh, most things have been shut down throughout the entire summer. And yep. the vast majority of car shows that have become annual traditions for a lot of hot rod and classic car people were canceled this year. Yeah, there are far too many of them, just nothing. They they had nothing. So many annual things, you know. Point in case I'm right, a fair. Was this year 138 or something years that it's and been they had going. a big car show every year. They and car and tractors. Yeah, they that was there, and uh, yeah, it didn't happen this year. That was a real bummer. Yeah, no Armada affair. Yeah. So and that that's a big event, like you said. It's a huge yeah. one. It's it it almost rivals the size of the Michigan State Fair, if not bigger. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. All these events that we had were canceled, so we decided, or the board decided of the museum that we were going to try this year to open it up for all vehicles, and that's what we called it. We called it this year the the Wheels in the Woods All-Vehicle Show. Now, we did let the public know that we were still featuring 4x4s, ATVs, UTVs, and we had ended up having, so in the past years, we had 25 to 30 classes. This year, we had, well, actually, technically, we had 35 classes this year, and then we had five other awards. Yeah, we for, had a lot this year. <laughs> and uh, But the majority of them were still aimed towards off-road vehicles. Yeah, the, yeah. And so we did all the ones we did in the past, plus we added ones for, like, low riders and hot rods and race cars and yeah, things like that. Yeah, who came up with the cleanest engine compartment one? I know that, that was geared towards the cars, but... <laughs> well, um, that would be actually thank, thanks to one of our sponsors, and I do think that we should mention all of our sponsors. But oh, for sure. That sponsor uh, was Kodat's True Value, my brother Jeff. And my brother Jeff had sponsored last year's Wheels in the Woods. And this year, as you know, uh, we did not know that we were going to even do Wheels in the Woods. Uh, our original plan was to start approaching and planning and things around march well then of course march was when the majority of covid (laughs) stuff hit for michigan and we said okay well we're not sure what we're going to do so we still had our our semi not semi our bi-monthly every other month board meetings and we discussed and we finally said a couple months prior to so maybe august september is when we finally said okay we're going to do this i want to say it was august because i know we had our our other meeting was the week of that sounds about right, yeah. yeah. And so we had like basically two months to prepare for this thing. Yeah, it, it was down in the wire. And so <laughs> we sure. ended up taking and we called our sponsors that we had last year pretty much, and I'm the one that called them, and I said, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I know this is super last minute. Do you think you'd be interested in sponsoring Wheels again? Now, much to the credit, our two, uh, two of our sponsors from last year, uh, well, actually, it'd be technically three. Um, we had my brother's business, Codette's True Value Hardware, 
And then we had Michigan Specialty Coatings, which does awesome like epoxy floors for mostly commercial buildings. They will do it residential as well, but they're more set up to do commercial large scale, like many thousands of square feet of warehouses and things so like that. So my little like 20 by 20 garage, they probably wouldn't do. Well, they would do it, but they're going to charge you for it. And, and, and they probably got to charge you industrial prices. So I, I don't know. He's, he's disagreeing over here. Well, okay. So <laughs> Andrew does work for Michigan Specialty Coatings. And then they have a division Call, which is a separate business entity called um, Michigan um, uh, Michigan Specialty Electrical MSC. Is that how it is, or Michigan? It's just MSC Electrical. Oh, it's MSC Electrical. Okay, hmm. so it's MSC Electrical. So Andrew got a hold of. He's the one that called his bosses or talked to him in person. I'm not sure, but Andrew got a hold of his bosses and said, "Hey, same thing. This is short notice. You do it." They jumped on it. They're like, "Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do it." Uh, we will take 20 of the awards, which I think is more than they took last year. So oh, they, cool. they we, we just said, here's the price for to sponsor the awards. They took it. I called my brother over Cadet's True Value just after I heard from Andrew on that. And he said to me, how many are left? And I said, we have 10 awards left. And he goes, I'll take them. Oh, well, all of them? He goes, yeah, absolutely. I said, all right, great. So hung up. My phone rings again two minutes later. And he goes, hang on a second. He goes, uh, you know, could you double that? I said, well, there's no more awards. And he says, well, can you make a few more awards? You're doing the, the car thing this year. He goes, can you make more awards so more people have a chance to win something? He goes, I'll double the awards and, you know, basically match what the MSC businesses did. It wasn't like a competitive thing. They're not even in competing businesses. Uh, but he basically said, you know, I want there to be enough awards for everybody. And I was like, oh, we'll come up with 10 more classes then. And so that that's works, what we that did. Works. So that, in answer to your question, that's where the cleanest engine compartment thing came. Because okay. I had like it's five or six. We had like five or six that we had done year one that we had gotten rid of. And we brought them back this year. And then we were like, okay, we need a few others. And so we're brainstorming myself and uh, Stephanie and a few other people. were like, And I was like, well... How about, and I had actually seen that one before at a big show. I don't know, somewhere in the gray matter in the back of my skull, I remembered seeing. Teeny tiny little space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remembered seeing a uh, a cleanest engine compartment or a, you know, a shiniest engine. I think it was shiniest engine award. And I was like, eh. That had to be a fancy car show for that. Yeah, so. Say, that doesn't qualify for most of them. So that's, that's where it came from. So we ended up doing that and. Uh, as you know, we had those beautiful plaques laid out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Let's do a shout out there, too. Uh, those were done by Laser Market out of Richmond, Michigan. They have done. I know that place. You do, yeah. I drive by it almost every day. Oh, you do, yeah. Well, when I worked in Richmond. I that's did. right. <laughs> uh, they're just south of where you live. And we had approached them our first year of Wheels in the Woods. We had asked a couple of different places to give us concepts of awards. The ones that came from Laser Market blew everybody out of the water. You remember that? I mean, oh, the yeah. stuff we saw from other people. Oh, it yeah. was it was okay. Yeah, it was you know standard oh, car. They did a fantastic job on these things for sure. The the graphics, the quality. We don't you know other places were like, oh, we need you to supply us with all your graphics. Laser Market was like, we've got this. Just let us know what the awards are, and we'll give you concepts. And they had these kind of cartoony-looking uh, hot rods and 4x4s for most of the awards. You can see them on the Museum of Off-Road Adventure Facebook page yep. and some on Instagram. If you go on there, you check them out, you can see them. So we've been using them since day one. And to their credit, 
they have not raised their prices on us. Now they might next year that. or whatever, but they have said every Shouldn't year. Have said that that's going to definitely jinx us. It's to be at least double next year. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. But each year they're <laughs> like, yeah, same price as last year. Are you cool with that? Cool. I'm like, absolutely. So you know, cost of living, all those things has gone up in three years, and they've charged us the same price they have since day one. I like that. That's always nice, especially for a nonprofit. That's awesome. Exactly, and that's what they've told me before yeah. is we're trying to help you guys out. And that's awesome. So they're called Laser Market. They actually have a Facebook page as well, but they're out of Richmond, Michigan. I did ask her this time. I said, do you guys, and they do laser engraving and custom plaques and things. I said, They do you- actually do uh, like machine engraving too. They do. That's something I talked to them about a while back for some work I need done. Haven't had a chance to get up there with a file to show them, but I'll be getting it done eventually. Well, they did. I asked them this time too, and I said, "Do you ship?" And they said, "Yes, we do ship." So, nice. if anybody is listening and you're looking for super high quality stuff, uh, give them a call, talk to them, and they probably would ship darn near worldwide. I mean, you know I, what they do embroidery? I don't know on that. I don't. I they might. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. They I know might. it's called Laser Market, but... <laughs> yeah, Laser <laughs> Market. Not, not market as in like a market that you would shop in, but M-A-R-K-I-T. Oh, I misunderstood. I thought you could buy lasers there. Oh. Yeah, it would be a market for lasers. That'd be nice. <laughs> that would be sweet. I want a burning laser. So, you know, th- those were <laughs> those were our three, three of our sponsors this year. And then we also had uh, ABC Home and Commercial Services, which is a pest control company. Uh, they also have a portable toilet division. They donated all our porta-potties, as you know. And we had, I don't want to miss anybody here. Uh, we also had, um, oh, Foxfire Fixins. Uh, they are our supporting restaurant sponsor up the road from us. We did... Uh, two times throughout the day, we put in orders from Foxfire. Yes. They delivered to the oh event. Oh, my God, was that good. And, if you I'm go, I highly, here. highly, highly recommend the cheeseburger pizza. And oh, my God. Foxfire Fixins donated 10% of all the sales, uh, not only for what they delivered to Wheels in the Woods, but anyone that attended Wheels in the Woods that went to the restaurant afterwards went hmm. uh they donated 10 percent of the sales so that was really awesome so we got a check from them i actually gotta go pick that up i just they just cut me the check i heard that so i gotta pick it up and bring it in but and deposit it but um so that was another supporting uh and then a last minute sponsor that we really got to mention here that unfortunately due to a snafu and this is kind of a funny story here uh, well funny to me i guess and also irritating <laughs> spicer Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spicer, the company that makes Dana Axles, they have the distinction now of being the first sponsor to contact us unsolicited about sponsoring the event. That is awesome. They contacted us. They heard about the event. They contacted us the Thursday before the event (laughs) and said, sent me an email, and they said, hey, uh, we've heard about the event. We uh, have a grassroots uh, program for supporting um, small 4x4 events. We would love to sponsor your event. We have a giveaway package worth approximately $500. That's awesome. We would like to send it to you. So I sent an email back. I happened to get the emails on the computer when I got the email. I sent them back right away, and I said, we'd love to take you up on this, but the event's in less than 48 hours. (laughs) And they emailed back, and they asked a couple basic questions about what we would need, and they said, it's not a problem. It'll all be shipping from Dearborn, Michigan, which I should have just said, I'll come pick it up, because Dearborn's only an hour and a half from here. Not bad. You'd probably get a time to, on one of your work jobs or something, too. I, I, just, I really could have. Yeah, I actually work. One of my guys at work lives in Dearborn. He could have even possibly done it. That but, works, too. Uh, you know, they're, they're, we'll ship it up to you. It'll be there tomorrow. 
okay, great. So Spicer, they they wanted to ship us some stuff for giveaway. They said we could give away the stuff, we could sell the stuff, however we wanted to handle it. Cool. You know, auction it off, raffle, whatever we wanted to do. They said, we're going to send this to you. I said, oh, that's great. So come Saturday morning, as you know, we didn't have anything from Spicer. Not yet. <laughs> and I felt really bad. I had gone on Ultimate Adventure. I had still had one of the Spicer, because they were a sponsor of UA as well. I had a Spicer shirt, and I said, I'll wear the Spicer shirt to the event to at least kind of represent. So I wore my Spicer shirt to the event that day. I got back after the event. Monday, got an email from the the person. They said, hey, uh, you know, we wanted to check, you know, how'd the event go, this and that. And I emailed back. I said, you know, we still didn't get your package. Event went great. Still, I wore your shirt. We made sure to mention you at the event over the loudspeaker several times as a sponsor. And they're like, well, let me check the FedEx here. So they, they emailed me back. They said, the FedEx says it was delivered to your front porch on Friday. <laughs> and, well, and they said, oh, but we also delivered it to the museum, not your person. And I told yeah, them, I said, that would have made a difference. <laughs> I said, mail it to the per- my personal address, but I'd given them the museum address for business purposes. And I said, but mail to my personal address because I don't, I'm not going to be at the museum on Friday. But we were there, as you know, Friday night setting up, and I had checked all of the delivery areas at there, thinking maybe it had accidentally gotten shipped there, and there was nothing at the museum. Where did it end up being? Well, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, so when FedEx said they delivered it to the front porch of the museum, where's the porch in the museum? There isn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So It was on that house next door, wasn't it? It was at the house next door. <laughs> so wow. I, get a, I get a hold of the... Uh, you know the person at the business next to the museum there and i said um and i texted her and i said hey i said did you get any packages from spicer corporation she's like no i didn't get anything i said by any chance does your rental house that you have up there did they get anything and she said i'll text you back i'll let you know she gets back a hold of me oh yeah he said it was there friday and uh (laughs) i didn't uh didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, my oh, God. So, bummer. But it's on the porch waiting for you. So I didn't even think to look there. Yeah. So I went over. So in the in the package, they had these boxes. They sent us a bunch of hats, I think like a dozen Spicer hats. Oh, wow. Really nice quality gray, like nice Spicer hats. Cool. A whole bunch of uh, Dana 44 and Dana 60 decals. Ooh, so I, like I think you need a couple of those on Pegasus. You had a 44 in the rear. I do indeed. Or do you I have do an 8.8 in the rear? For, uh, 44. Oh, okay. in the Cherokee. Okay, all right. So you, you can put a 44 one on. That's allowable now. Thank you. Cool. Yay. Stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, a bunch of uh, like cool Jeep posters and nice. banners. And then the creme de la creme, they yeah, sent I us. I saw that. Oh, you did see it. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Or the picture? Did you so see I it saw person? the pictures. I oh, saw okay. the pictures. I didn't see anything in person yet. They sent us one of Coleman's top of the line. It's like a steel. It's like almost a reproduction, like of the old one they did back yeah, in the fifties and sixties. Those cooler. things are so cool. Yeah, it's it's got the big heavy metal latch. Really cool cooler. It's it's labeled up Spicer on it. It's bright red. Really cool cooler. So I emailed them back. I said, you know, if you need me, <laughs> I tell you what you did there. What cool cooler? Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> So I said to them, I will. Uh, I can send the stuff back to you guys. I'm really sorry. And they're like, no, 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 keep it. They said, keep it for your next event. You do it as giveaways to the museum, whatever you want to do. So huge shout out to Spicer. Super cool people here. You know, absolutely. Uh, really sorry that there was the shipping mix up that was totally not their fault. I mean, no, no, no. it was uh, it was our fault uh, not to check next door, and it was just it was just one of those circumstances things. But it happens. They used to happen to me all the time where I live. There's some so my address. There's one, a couple houses down, two numbers are switched. 
but the numbers are the same. So constantly they get our mail. Yeah, it's not and good. And occasionally not good. we get their mail. And then they used to, uh, was it UPS and FedEx? And occasionally the post office even used to drop our packages on, at the house on the other side of the road, which is okay when they answer the door to receive it. They just call us, we go get it. Yeah. This, this before the event of, uh, you know, being able to track packages on your phone, internet, email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just call us and that it's there. Well, inevitably, um, they don't use one of their porches. So we very frequently had stuff delivered that would sit on that porch for three, four days until they realized something was there. Or we had something, you know, we're expecting it on a Tuesday. Here it is Thursday. It's not here. Call the shipper. Oh, yeah, we delivered it. It's on your side porch. We don't have a side porch. Call the neighbor. Like, oh, yeah, there's a package out there. Just come get it whenever. Like, go. Thanks. So it happens. It happens. Yeah. Well, I think that was all of our sponsors. Am I missing any? Andrew, the producer, can you think of any uh, sponsors? Because I know we we had a few there last minute, but I I think we're good. Yep, I did Foxfire. So we, we had we had some I great. Think that is everyone. Yeah, that is everybody on the sponsor. Yep. Actual show talk here. So we were not sure what to expect this year with we invite not. with inviting cars. <laughs> we we yeah. were not sure. And overall, last minute, a lot of it was. So <laughs> I guess not a sponsor of the show, but this year we kind of partnered in a so or I would say in, in association with. Yeah. The Scroungers Car Club, mm-hmm. John Freeman, who we've had on the podcast before, on the lost episode, he uh, is the president of the Michigan Scroungers, and he put the word out there in all the local car clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned to a, a number of, of different local car clubs, car events, things like that, that we were going to do this. And he was able to bring in a fair number of vehicles. We got a lot of cool stuff through that. The first yeah. vehicle to roll on the grounds this year, besides our personal vehicles, do you remember what that was? It was the Toyota, wasn't it? No, it was the Chevette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing was cool. Not just a Chevette. Chevette with a 10-pound NOS tank in the back. Well, not only that, but it had a supercharger on it. <laughs> yeah. And it was not a small block or anything no. like that. You had a 3.4 liter v6 chevy engine put into it yeah that thing was cool with a with that he modified and made a manifold and he had a small supercharger on it with i think a four barrel or was it fuel injected i don't remember it was pretty cool though i have to look at i don't know if I can and it was tub too wasn't it i don't remember let me see if I can it was either tub or it had some pretty wide tires in the back of it and interestingly enough i had run into him on my way to the event in the morning i had stopped to get some ice uh for our you know concession stand that we were doing and he was sitting there fueling up and i said you don't happen to be going to wheels in the woods do you and he says yeah that's exactly where i'm going oh great i'll see you there so that was kind of cool pretty sure it's carbureted okay yeah oh that's yeah it's a holly yeah yep that's a holly carburetor he's got a holly carb on that sticking through the hood on the supercharger that was pretty cool yeah so then throughout the day what was interesting is i don't even have a tally on the number of vehicles that attended because we had so there many, were a few that had to leave early yeah yeah we had we had people come in we had people leave we had people come in late 
Then we had people that came in with really cool vehicles that didn't register to be <laughs> part of the part event. Of it. <laughs> and, like we had a jacked up Ford truck that was on like forty sixes. Yeah, we had three or four a sandrail CJ seven. There was a number. We of had people. that awesome golf cart that came in. <laughs> that was on a trailer, wasn't it? No, they were driving by in the golf cart, saw the sign, locked the brakes up, backed it up, and pulled in. <laughs> I must have missed that. That uh, was before uh, Jeff with the big uh, five-ton. Yeah, that was, was like interesting. Just before he came in. Oh, okay. That those guys came in, and they saw it, and they're like, oh, my dad has a 20-ton at home. We should have brought them. Like, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> You'll probably win best military vehicle with that. Well, speaking of military vehicle, uh, my um, my mom was at the event, and she was leaving, and she goes to pull down the driveway there, and all of a sudden, this she thought that Armageddon was going on because <laughs> the largest military, as she said, the largest military vehicle she's ever seen in her life uh, started coming up the driveway, the largest <laughs> army truck, you know, and I don't know if it was originally Army Marines, whatever it was, but... Uh, some sort of five ton. Do you know exactly what that thing was? Because I don't. It seemed like it was some sort of troop carrier. Off hand. Well, let me pull the picture. Back. Well, it, it was. Well, the picture's not going to tell me anything. I'm not going to know right off unless you have a picture of what it says. It was just a five ton cargo truck. It was, yeah. a, it was five. Yeah, like a five ton cargo truck. Yep. And he had a, uh, a machine a 50 gun. Fifty cal dummy gun. Yeah, mounted yeah, you know, to the roof. Until of it. that guy pulled in, I thought I for sure was going to get best diesel again this year. Mm. And then he pulled in. And he had a bigger gun, so I just let it go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, we had, uh, I'm trying to think, for the 4x4 things, we had, oh, we had Tony Villardo, who I don't think we've talked to him on the podcast, but he is Not one yet. of the admins on 4x4 Talk. Yeah. And uh, Tony brought all the way up from southern Ohio his uh, uh, Toyota F. J80 I didn't know Land that was from Cruiser. Ohio. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he cool. was one of the furthest traveled. We had a huh. couple people come in from out of state, uh, which was really cool because I think this is the first year we've had people come from out of state for the event. Cool. He brought up his FJ80, which was... Uh, that you know, thing 80, was awesome. 42-inch, was it Pitbulls on it? Uh, big tires. Yeah, 42s. See if I can read the label. And he had, it was fully caged out. The only sheet metal left from it was the front fenders and the hood. Super cool rig. On Toyota axle still. Um, just a badass, badass rig. Really, really cool to see that thing come up. And I just love that he took the time to spend a weekend coming all the way up to our, you know, smaller event that we have. Yeah. It, it was just really awesome to see it. And to see Tony. I hadn't seen him in a few months, so it was really nice to see that. A lot of mud on these, but I think they are. Yeah, they're yeah. Pretty old. He won best mudder. I know that for sure yeah. because he actually showed up, and there was like six inches of mud inside. Oh it. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he he showed up. Didn't day. even wash it. He came right from an event, I believe, and it was it was just full of mud. It was super cool. Kids love seeing that thing. Uh, we also had speaking of out of uh, state, we had Mark Garrett come up with his Eagle Wagon, which he actually didn't bring it up from Indiana because uh, he's from Indiana. But he came up from Indiana, stayed the night. I didn't know he was in Indiana. I thought he was like Lower Michigan. Nope, he's in Indiana. Oh, wow. Cool. And he went over to the museum, picked up the Eagle because he he has it on very long term loan with us. Yeah. Drove the Eagle to the event and then brought it back to the museum. Yeah. And he was so cool. Best original four by four, I believe. Oh, he won a whole bunch of stuff. I, I, I think he only won let, a couple of awards, but I, I know that he won. I'm pretty sure he won best original four by four. 
which very uh, deserving, as we know. That is probably yeah, best the original, the the earliest eagle that's still in factory condition that's never been restored. Because uh, it's 1980, it's a very early build. He also won best orphan because of that. Oh yeah, AMC, AMC. Yeah, we had the best orphan, which we've done that for three years now. Best orphan vehicle from a car company that no longer exists. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I looking through all of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. skimming through. I'm down to the kids ones. I think that's it. yeah. Well, okay. Let let's let's jump over there a minute for the kids stuff. We did uh, once again. We did our kids events this year, which I would say the one was a huge success, and the other was probably a bust. And we still need to discuss if we're going to do it again or yeah, not. Yeah. But uh, we Combine did. Them. We did our Power Wheels Sorry. challenge. Yeah, that. I think that was the biggest one we've had. We did that the first year too, right? No, we did. Last year was okay. the first year of that, and last year I think we had five or six kids show up with power yeah, wheels. We had a bunch this year. Yeah, we must have had fifteen or so. Yeah, show up with their power wheels and run the course, and we did a, a tunnel that the kids could go through. Yeah, we did that was cool. A, uh, a like a bridge, and then we made sure that the tunnel came out at where there was like a stump with like a little like of a pit type divot. thing. Yeah, a little divot. <laughs> you know, when you say pit, I mean it's a power wheel. It's not gonna go muddy, yeah. but. And then we there had was it all... no risk of flipping the vehicle to any of the kids. No, we. The... I thought it would have been really cool to have some of that kind of stuff, but then we would have had to have helmets and safety straps, and it just it got to be too. But much. But you did go so... through and light up the whole course with tiki torches. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Sure. So we had the tiki torches, <laughs> and we called it the tiki tunnel. Yeah, kids loved it. They went through there. And they, they did the whole course, and there was lines uh, that they had to do backups and stuff. And we judged it similar to some rock crawling competitions where they started with 100 points, and then points were deducted uh, if every time they backed up or they uh, went out of bounds. Yeah. And so most of the kids, I think, got in the low 90s. Was uh, the kind I never of, saw the score sheets. I, I think I they were they ranged from like eighty nine to ninety five, right in there. So I'm blanking out on the other guy's name, but Ashley and who else was it helped with the judging for all that stuff? I, yeah, we definitely need to do a shout out there. So, Absolutely. Uh, CJ and Jen. CJ and yep. the husband and wife CJ and Jen, and then our friend Ashley Canton. Yep. Um, they all were the judges, volunteer judges this year. First year we judged them ourselves. Uh, we got our volunteers this year, which was awesome. So our hands weren't on it at all. Yeah, it was I like, know they had a lot of fun with that too. It, oh, it they was, were chasing those awesome. kids around. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> and then uh, we did the uh, the RC rock crawling again. Which, I don't think we had too many of those this year, though. No, we only had like three or four. And yeah. I know that you and John Freeman, the night before the event, yeah, you blasted an awesome hour and a half, two hours. Working on you blasted an awesome course through the broken concrete, which. Last year, when we had like Ed show up with his gas-powered one, mm-hmm. that would have been awesome for that course. Yes. Yeah, he unfortunately had to work this year, so he couldn't bring his sand rail out or his truck or his RC cars. It happens. So, it yeah. happens. But, uh, you know, the course we had this year, everybody showed up with pretty small RC cars that were more meant for, you know... Gravel. Gravel, <laughs> sand, stuff like yeah. that. So they, they weren't really efficient on yeah. there. I don't know if we'll continue with that one, but I, I do think we're going to continue and improve upon and build upon the Power Wheels one because that seems to be it's becoming like pretty popular. That, yeah, maybe make it a little longer, something, adding one or two more obstacles to it would be cool. And then, you know, if we're talking about events right now, we need to speak about the final event, the trivia contest. Yes. How do yes. you think that went this year? It went good. It went good. I, I think a couple of those questions were a bit of a challenge. Well, it's but... not supposed to be super <laughs> no, easy. No, no. But it, it came down to father and son, which was pretty awesome. 
thought that was quite interesting. So, uh, listeners here, what we do, this started out as a completely impromptu thing year one. We had kind of a lull in the event for about an hour, hour and a half where we had nothing going on at Wheels in the Woods. And people were kind of milling around and it was, it was, we still had like maybe an hour to the awards. And we could tell that people were like, well, you know, what are we going to do? We're just kind of, everybody visited. They were, we could tell we needed to do something. So I got on a loudspeaker and I said, we're going to do a trivia contest. So the first year we did a trivia contest and we gave away some food, I think, from Foxfire nice. and, to the winner. The next year we made an official thing. So last year we did it where they had sheets and it was ABCD choice, multiple choice. I would read off the trivia question, multiple answers, and then like the last two or three they had to fill in. Well, last year we did 20 questions. It was too much. It was too last long. Last year was a bit much, yeah. So this year and we knocked it down. And I had to disqualify down. myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> this year we knocked it down to 10. We had two heats. We had the 4x4 four four heat, then we had the car heat, so the automotive heat. Yep. And the, then what we did was we combined the two, the winner's from both, which could have been up to five or six winners because it was designed to be, you know, if there was any ties in those, they were all going to go to the final round. But nice. we actually had a decisive winner in both of those. We had a decisive 4 by 4 winner and a decisive car winner. Yeah. And like you said, they were father-son. Yeah, that, that was The Butterfields. Cool. <laughs> the Butterfields. I forgot their first name, but I, I remember they were the Butterfields. And they went back-to-back. Back. We gave them dry erase boards. And then they had 10 questions. And if you remember, we got through 10, and they'd each gotten five correct. <laughs> yeah. So we, we kept going for a little bit there. Yeah, we pulled out. I started out. thinking of some funky questions to ask from the podcast, but well, I, I couldn't think of anything. You could have. <laughs> and I, as promised, I did say many, many times on the podcast when we talked about that we were going to do the trivia questions from the podcast, I would say... About 70% of the questions and answers from the trivia could have been pulled from the podcast. Now, some of them would have been a podcast a year ago, so you'd have to be a real hardcore podcast fan with us and have memorized a lot of that information. As they all should be. Oh, absolutely. They should be listening to every single episode. They should know it better than we do. I'm going to tell you heads up right now. I don't remember half of it. We're going to do the same thing (laughs) next year, and they're coming from the Wheeland, so go listen to the old Wheeland shows and... Listen this so I think next we're year. gonna have to have a question on there and they can write this down and remember it. What episode number did we discuss that we're gonna do trivia again next year from the podcast? I don't know if that'd be fair <laughs> or not, but maybe it could be a tiebreaker one. Okay. Yeah, or that something works. Like I that. like that. Yeah, it'll be a tiebreaker. You know, speaking of the podcast, we're all also kind of a sponsor of the event. Yeah. In I a was way. there representing. You were, you were, you had your shirt on. Um with the podcast and the museum, because the, the event is a fundraiser for the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, I'm very pleased to announce that multiple times since we've been doing this podcast, we've had people come to the museum because they heard about it on the podcast. And I love that. <laughs> that In the so last cool. two weeks, though, we have had two groups of out-of-state visitors come to the museum I only because the they one. heard about it on the podcast. Ooh. I only knew about one of those. We groups. had the Miller family come in. They spent about. That was when you called me about the other day. Last um, week. I don't remember if it was that them or another one, but uh, anyway, we we had two different groups of people that got a hold of us and said, "Hey, we heard that you're doing private tours right now. During we don't have regular hours because of the COVID shutdowns. They said we're gonna we'd like to come up, and they made appointments. So we did two different ones. Cool. And we had some folks come from Indiana. 
and we had some folks come from Ohio. And so the Indiana was the group I knew about. Okay, yep. And yeah. they, they, I believe they were the Millers. And they came up. They said they listened to the podcast. They heard about us. And so they wanted that to come awesome. through. So that was really cool to that be able awesome. to have people come up that are fans of the podcast. And that was the whole purpose that we started this in the first place was to put word out about the museum. Yes, indeed. And it's developed life its own, as we know. And but, I love it. <laughs> so... But uh, so that's been really cool uh, doing that. Um, what else with Wheels in the Woods, John? Was there this year that uh, you know? Did you variety. have a favorite vehicle? Did you have a favorite vehicle? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, so I've always loved the Chargers, and that '66 Charger was beautiful. I mean, there there was a lot of vehicles I like car wise. I would say that one. But what? what oh. The Charger was the actual, the black one. Yeah. Okay, so that wasn't yeah. the, there was another vintage Mopar, but it was on a 4x4 frame too, right? That was a Ford Galaxy. Oh, that was a Ford Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. There, there was another, uh, what, Roadrunner or something? There, there wasn't, it was a Plymouth. I'll tell you what, while you're looking that up, uh, to our listeners, we had this, uh, this early Charger, first gen Charger show up. And it was an immaculate restoration. You probably could have eaten off the engine. And he did win cleanest engine compartment. There, there, there it is. is. Yeah. It is a black car. It's got some aftermarket wheels. Everything else was original. He also got cleanest interior, I remember. Um, or nicest interior, not that cleanest. One. Nicest interior. Yeah, that's a uh, Challenger. Is it? A satellite Challenger, I think, is what that oh. is. Or whatever they call it. I'm not I sure thought it was that. something else. I, I, I know my Mopars, but not. I'm trying to. That's a side shot. I'm trying to remember. But Where's anyways. my dad when you need him? <laughs> exactly. I think that's a Challenger you're showing me there. Or maybe that's a that might be a third gen Charger. Is that a third gen Charger? Look at the side on it. Look at the side on it. That it looks a, like the one Daisy Duke drove. Whatever it is. I'm pretty sure it's a third gen char- uh, Charger is what that is. Mm. Let me look at that again. Yeah, that's a third gen Charger. So um, okay. Anyways, that'd be, like, that'd, be like a, that'd be like a 71 to 73, I think, is what that, that era is right there. It's a pretty car. It is very cool. Yeah. But that black one that you were just talking about, and I don't remember who owned the car, but uh, the interior on that thing was beyond museum quality. Oh, my it, God, it was, yeah. I, I would be afraid to get in that vehicle because I would think that I would damage that interior. That interior <laughs> was so nice. It was yeah, white, can... and it was just so clean. Oh, absolutely beautiful. So he's got cleanest engine compartment. I'm going to scroll through these pictures. I got pictures of all the winners and theirs. Yeah, we can't all go over details. every single one of them. But, uh, you know, huge shout out to everyone who did win. And then people who did not. Um, you know, it's uh, it's judged by the public. And so that's why, uh, you know, some people won more awards for different things. We might, we're might we going to tweak that a little bit for next year. I think we are. I yeah, think we, we are. we've discussed a few ideas for that. So we're going to tweak it a little bit and be a little bit different next year. Something Sorry. else I really enjoyed that came out uh, was those people that had like the lifted Merker Grand Marquis and the Crown yes. Vic. Yes. They those I think those are called the Panther platform. If I'm cr- missing, I've it's not the Fox the body. Term. I think it's the Panther platform. So it's the cop car style, the hmm. big four door boats. And there's a huge following of them right now because they are one of the last full body on frame designs. Okay. Uh, that was made out of you know Detroit, the big three. And they've got a, a very uh, tight rack and pinion front suspension, a, um, a four-link rear, a great platform for building budget beater oh, race cars sure. and drag cars and things like that. 
And these guys, uh, they've been lifting them and putting like uh, probably what in the thirty-one to thirty-three inch range tires on them. You know, not they're huge about, tires, yeah. but pretty good sized tires on them. And they're running like two wheel drive, or they're running, and they're still two wheel drive, but they're running uh, two track trails all around Michigan in these things. And I think that's just awesome. I mean, you're taking a car that's probably worth fifteen hundred dollars on a good day, and you are having a heck of a lot of fun with it. And they had them all decorated up. They had them all painted crazy. It was really, really cool. I really enjoyed having those out there as well. Absolutely. A lot of just unique stuff you don't normally see. Exactly, exactly. I can't find pictures of the one. I know I had them. And, you know, it was it was nice seeing kind of a different, just eclectic collection of vehicles. You know, 4x4-wise, you have a fam- uh, favorite 4x4 out there or off-road vehicle? Oh, probably John's truck. John. Freeman. Oh, uh, Frankentruck. Yeah, it, it's oh, it's a toss-up between that and the Toyota, I think, just because it's, I mean, it's built and used. Oh, so there was a Toyota there that had a small block V8 in it, right? No, the uh, the one with the big pit bulls. Oh, you're talking, um, you're talking uh, Tony's. Tony's. Yeah, yeah, Tony's yeah. Uh, Toyota. I'm bad with names. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking there was the the really clean Comanche had a Chevy V8 in it. Oh yeah. For for a minute there, I was thinking first gen Toyota truck. Yeah. No, that was a Comanche. That's correct. No, that thing was really cool. That guy did a really really good job with that build. That was, and you know, folks, you need to go to the Wheels in the Woods Facebook page and look at it. There's albums on there. There's a bunch of pictures. There's stuff in four by four talk. The Facebook group. Check all those out. Uh, you can check out everything under the hashtag Wheels in the Woods 2020. Yeah. For the most part, everyone that was posting photos at least used that hashtag. Some used Wheels in the Woods without the 2020. But if you if you just look up hashtag Wheels in the Woods 2020, you're going to see 99% of the pictures from the event and some of the really cool stuff that we're talking about. Uh, I think personally, uh, one of my favorites there probably was Franken truck as well. Mm-hmm. It's such a unique vehicle. Uh, it's a K20 full size Chevy that he chopped the roof on. He built a roadster style front end. He yeah, did a I military that. bed. I love that open front end like that. And I guess now that we're talking about Franken truck for a minute here, uh, we need to talk about, you know, he, he won a lot of awards, but, yeah. um, I we need to talk about the one big award that he won. Yeah. Last year, Wheels in the Woods, as many of the listeners um, to the podcast will know, we lost my father, Alan Kodat, who is actually very instrumental in getting the museum off the ground because he donated the space for the museum, donated the space for Wheels in the Woods to happen. And he passed away a year or a day after Wheels in the Woods 2019. So this year, we decided, um, or not we, actually, the board kind of decided that we were going to do a uh, special memorial award, and we called it the ARC Award for his initials, Alan Ralph Codet. Well, they ended up uh, doing this award with his picture on it, one of a, kind of the family's favorite pictures of him, and it said, uh, do you remember exactly, I think it said something along, presented to a builder who uh, built something awesome from nothing, something like that. Uh, the Alan R. Kodet Memorial Award presented to a builder who made something amazing with limited resources. Yeah, limited resources. That's what it said. And uh, we presented that award at the very beginning of the event to my mom and my brother Jeff, who owned True Valley Hardware, and my brother Brett. And we said, go find somebody. And I said, I'm, I'm bowing out from this because I'm the car guy here. I don't. And they're like, no, you need to help us. I said, no, I'm not helping you because I, I would be biased. I said, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. You guys go talk to the people. And... So it was kind of funny because um, mom and 
Brett came back really liking Frankentruck. Mm -hmm. And then my brother Jeff came back and he said, you know, he goes, it's it. We talked to him. He hasn't done a lot to it yet. But John Freeman had that uh, 64, I think, Dodge full-size four-door sedan sounds about right and he won best low rider for that one and yeah. it is very low i think it's lowered two or three inches and he uh jeff's like dad had that exact car it was it was hmm. looked just like that he's like he had that exact car he goes it's the one that we drove back from california and back in the 60s and uh you remember he, that time well I'm sure. i don't know as far i was born but <laughs> he, and jeff's like i really want to give it to him because he's working on that and it just really reminds me of dad well, then, you know, mom was talking about the Franken truck, and my brother was too. And I'm like, they're both owned by the same people. They brought two cars to the event. <laughs> yeah. John and Jillian Freeman. His wife drove Franken truck in, and John drove the Dodge. And so they presented it to the Freeman family, uh, which I think very deserving. Very deserving. Absolutely. Uh, and they, they were real. In fact, I noticed that uh, both of them had tears in their eyes when they received the award. They thought I know it was they, really cool. they were very grateful of that. So which, that was pretty cool. Like you said, well earned, well deserved. Um, you know, John, as we've we've kind of covered pretty much everything here. Unless there's something, is there anything else about Wheels in the Woods? Is there anything that you would change this year or, or next year? I mean, I mean, aside from the little details we've discussed, which is just kind of you know the board and how we do it. Um, I mean, we need it bigger. <laughs> yeah. Next year, I think we'll skip the whole COVID bull crap. We'll I skip agree. COVID. I skip agree. COVID. Yeah. That, yeah, we'll that do that. Be. That'll give us time to plan it, promote it, advertise it. You know, get more people out there. Yeah. You know, I, I would like to actually... <laughs> oh, dunk tank. we got to get a dunk tank there you next go. year. Uh, speaking of the COVID thing, I would really like to thank um, the museum board and uh, the people that showed up to the event. Because we did we did have people ask, uh, even through the Times-Herald, Port Huron Times-Herald out of Michigan. And I'm sorry, not the Times-Herald, the voice, the Downriver Voice called us and said, you know, how are you handling COVID here? And I said, you know, things are changing on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. in this state. We are going to ask people to follow current CDC guidelines uh, for, you know, COVID. And they said, okay, so that's what they printed. And we had some people that came and wore masks and uh, other people. But people really socially distanced. You know, they were talking. They but did. I, I noticed when people yeah. were in groups, you had people about six feet apart, and they would stand around in a circle and kind of talk with each other. That's the one thing. I've only been to a handful of car shows, not counting these. And you see how close everybody gets to all the other vehicles and talking to the other people. Here, you you had it, but you didn't. You had the people that were doing that, but like you said, they were keeping their distance from each other. People were very respectful. Yeah, you know they're they're stacking up, they're setting chairs up behind their vehicles, and yeah, this guy ten feet over here, fifteen feet over here. There's gaps between everybody, which was interesting to see how it was handled and. I thought it was pretty cool. It really worked out well. Like I said, people were really respectful. Nobody got in anybody's business about that stuff. And on top of that, I think that we were really blessed to have Foxfire Farm, such a beautiful location to have it, because instead of being like a parking lot show where everybody was in a designated parking space, yeah. people really could spread out. And, you oh, know, we we're, were out there in the in the grass. I and parked on an old bonfire pit. You did. It, was, <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Yeah. So, you know, it yeah, was, it was nice. Week blended right in with the ash pile. <laughs> it, was, it was really nice. We had it a was. great group of people, and they were just really nice. And We had a great fire afterwards. A few oh, people showed up for that. <laughs> we had a little bonfire afterwards. Yep. We invited everybody to. Um, maybe we'll do that again next year. Maybe not. We'll see. I like but it. I like it. It was, uh, it was Only a Only if it's fun. as big as this year's was. It was a big <laughs> that fire. That was a big bonfire, a big bonfire. <laughs> yeah. 
Good time. Good time. Well, yeah, I, I think we've we've covered pretty much everything with Wheels in the Woods, man. I'm super excited that it's it's over. Um, I once again thank you to all of our sponsors, uh, Michigan Specialty Coatings, Michigan or MSC Electrical, uh, Codet's True Value, Fox Fire Fixins, ABC Home and Commercial Services, and uh, you know You're the, not thank us. the Wheel and Podcast, of course the <laughs> Wheel and Podcast, and then of course Spicer, which uh, listeners of the podcast. We are going to do a couple of events. In fact, uh, I'm going to spring this on John right now and Andrew a little bit. I think we might do a small Halloween event coming up here. Maybe we'll do some Spicer giveaway stuff. Um, We'll have to kind of talk and see if it's something we can do. But, um, you know, thanks to Spicer sending all that great stuff out. If anybody uh, would like to get some of that cool Spicer swag, because I have boxes and boxes and boxes of decals (laughs) and posters and stuff from Spicer, and all of it's really cool stuff. At least one 44 sticker. If you want some of that stuff, you're going to get it for free, but you got to work for it. You know what you got to do? I don't. You got to make an appointment. You got to come to the museum. I can do that. Come to the museum. <laughs> come check out the museum, Museum of Off Road Adventure. Uh, you know, go on. Uh, you can call us at 877 FWD, like four wheel drive, FWD, or front wheel drive if you really want to say that. But I say four wheel drive. No, say it right. F- say FWD, right. <laughs> Mora, M O R A. So, 877-FWD-MORA. Give a call. You can make an appointment. and Come on in. Check it out. We'll give you cool, some cool Spicer swag. I like that. I like that. So, John, uh, unless you got anything else, man, why don't you tell people where to hear about us and things like that? Well, obviously, if you have heard of us, you're listening to us now, hopefully. Um, if not, listen. Of course, that precludes that those who don't. Anyways, <laughs> if you guys have any more questions or want to see any of the extra stuff that we have, check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash 4x4talk, or just search 4x4talk. A couple quick questions get you on the page. Ask away, interact with us or anybody else who listens to the show. Uh, you want some extra bonus content, make sure to check us out, patreon.com slash radio. Uh, access those two dollars a month get access to some extra bonus content you'll be doing some updates on that pretty soon and get some more material up there we've been a bit behind on that <laughs> uh what else we got other than that huge thanks to mr andrew our producer without him none of this would be possible so huge shout out to him Always. thank you sir i think that's everything so with that i'll say thanks for listening and have a good one everybody